Welcome to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive, featuring conversations with performing artists and industry influencers on what it takes to succeed in the arts. I am your host, Diane Foy, and I believe that you really can make a living from your creative talents. As a publicist, podcaster, and coach, my mission is to educate, motivate, and empower you to thrive with authenticity, creativity, and purpose. Hello and welcome to episode 63 of Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. 2020 reinforced for me that we in the entertainment industry, we need community. We need to ask for help and we need to offer help when we can. So I have an offer of help. As a PR and marketing coach, I help musicians and actors attract fans, media, and industry so that you can book gigs and make money with your talent without feeling overwhelmed or doubting yourself. After 16 years as an entertainment publicist, I've made the milestone decision for 2021 to no longer offer publicity services, and I'm going to go all in on coaching because that's where I can have a deeper impact. Which is why I've set a goal to give away 45 free coaching sessions in 45 days. So I can truly be of service to as many people as possible. If you haven't yet had an introductory session with me, now is the time. I've opened up my schedule and on a one-on-one Zoom call, You will gain clarity on your goals and challenges that you face in achieving them. And we'll see if we're a fit to work together. Um, It's totally free to book a session. No catch, no strings attached. I'll tell you more about working with me moving forward if you're curious about that and if we seem like a fit. But at the very least, you should jump on this free session. You can go to dianefoy.com slash booking. And now my asking for help from you. I'm asking you to help me meet my challenge. Can you think of two or three other musicians or actors who are striving to attract that fans, media, industry attention, but they may lack a strategic plan? If you can, I'm asking if you could share this episode with them. My challenge kicks off March 1st. Thank you so much for your help, and I hope to see you on Zoom soon. My guest today knows all about the importance of community as the creator of the popular Music Biz Besties group. Catherine Forbes is the founder of Nashville-based website and brand design company, Designing the Row. With a client roster that includes over a dozen Grammy Award-winning and nominated artists, she is known for her clean and simple design style and recognized as a Squarespace expert. Music Biz Besties is a community of thousands of female musicians and industry professionals from around the world. Her work has been featured in Forbes.com, and she's spoken on panels hosted by Yelp, the Music Business Association, and many others. 
Catherine believes that your success depends on you taking action, and she's passionate about motivating and encouraging others to do just that. During our chat, you will learn about what makes a good website, the common mistakes people make, SEO tips, and why she prefers Squarespace over some of the other options that are out there. She also shares some lessons that she's learned during her time in music management and through Music Biz Besties. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Diane. Tell everybody what you do. Like, what is your main kind of focus? Sure. So Designing the Row is my main focus, and that is my website design company. So I design websites primarily for musicians and industry businesses, but also some small businesses and small businesses and restaurants sometimes too. Um, so my primary focus is website design, music business. Okay. And what got you into that? Well, it kind of goes back, I guess, 10, maybe almost 15 years. I went to college for music technology and piano performance. So I've been in music since I started playing piano when I was seven. And I knew I wanted to be in music. I just didn't know what that was going to look like. And so when I got to the technology program in college, I thought maybe I'd be like a sound engineer. And that wasn't really clicking for me, but I really did like the coding classes that we were taking. So I learned how to code um, websites from scratch in college, even though my music degree is what's on paper. So I came to Nashville after college to be in music, again, still didn't know what I was going to do, and landed in artist management. And just from being in the office and kind of seeing and hearing what they needed, I found myself helping out with social media and the online marketing. And back in 2011, websites weren't as easy to maintain as they are today. So if they needed an update, I, I was like, I could write the code for that. You don't have to hire that out. So I just kind of found my way in just by listening to what was needed where I was. Right. And then at what point did you start your own company? So I did artist management for about five years. And then the lady that I was working for retired. And it kind of was like this perfect cross path where she was retiring and helped me start my business. So it's been four years since I did that. Okay. Um, what are some of the biggest lessons you learned in artist management? In artist management. Oh, so many. Um, the first thing that comes to mind, actually, kind of surprising me, is, is to be honest. There's so much that goes on in artist management and just music in general. And there's so many times where we didn't have everything together or whatever. And we could have, like, I don't know, made up some story. But it's like, the more you're honest, the more people will trust you and the more connections you can make in music if you're just honest. And that's really what artist management is all about is the connections and the relationships that you build with people. Yeah. I, I uh, found that that's my approach. Yeah. And <laughs> as a publicist, I may not have been the norm. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, you know? I don't think it is the norm, but, no, but uh, you know, I, it's my, you know, it, it sticks you with your core values. That's my core value is being honest. Right. And as a publicist, I didn't want to lie to you just to get the gig, which exactly. a lot of publicists do. So I was always like, 
almost talking people out of hiring me. And then if you still want to hire me, oh, you get it. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. We're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's a rare lesson to learn in music. So I guess that's why it just came to mind. But yeah. Yeah. And it probably just goes with your own core values and the way you go about your life. Exactly. Yeah. And so in web design for my audience is kind of musicians, actors, performers, and just creative entrepreneurs. Um, so what are some of the important things to consider when you are going to put together a website or update your website? Yeah. So I know it can feel daunting when you are starting out on that process that there's a whole bunch of information that you have to pull together to make it happen. So I always like to have people start with what's your one call to action that you want people to take on your website and start there. So you could think of like, I need this many pages and I need all of this on these pages. But if you just start with, I have a new music coming out and I want people to pre-save my album. If you start there, then the process can seem a lot less daunting. If you have this mission to get people to take action on your website, then you're not bombarding them with a whole bunch of random things that you want them to do on your website. You have this really clear purpose of what you want people to do when they come to your website. Yeah. And a lot of times with call to action, you want to have some kind of incentive. And I was thinking for performers, musicians, actors, it's like when they just don't know what they could be giving away. Like for music, it used to be the MP3, but now, well, you can get that for free on Spotify. So, (laughs) you know, what's the incentive? So what are some interesting things that you've seen artists and performers give away as their incentive to sign up to a list? Yeah, no, I love this conversation because I think this is still kind of in transition. There's still people trying to do that MP3 thing. And it's like, nobody's, nobody wants that. You know that, right? Um, So I think this is still in transition and everybody's still trying to figure out what that magic thing is these days. Um, I've seen a lot of people start to do this, the Patreon thing, which can be free and paid. So to give away some kind of exclusive, some kind of media that you can't get anywhere else. Like you said, you could get an MP3 on Spotify or you could listen on YouTube, but what's something that you can't find anywhere else unless you sign up for those emails or whatever you're getting people to opt in for Um, something exclusive that is only, only able to access through that thing. I was teaching at a music business school, music school uh, teaching publicity and promotion and I was talking about this and one artist, I don't even know why she made this. I think she just was like, oh, well, this will be cool <laughs> too. And she made this beautiful like PDF, many yeah. multiple pages of her lyrics, but it had like all these beautiful photos and, and artwork. And I was like, that's amazing. That's, nice. that's your freebie. <laughs> like yeah. that's your, you know, get people to sign up to your email list for that. Because like if someone's into your music they'll be into what you just designed here. So just something like, yeah, lyrics, something that um, your audience would want. Yeah. And I think the key there is that that was really special to her. Like if everybody created lyric PDFs, they wouldn't be special anymore, but it was special because she did it her own way. So maybe find something that's unique about yourself and figure out how you can turn that into something that you can give away to people. Yeah. And it's also figuring out like what would interest your audience. Because for some people, 
we don't care about your lyrics. I don't know. Like depends on <laughs> what the music is, right? Yeah. So what is it that your audience is drawn to you about? And what can you offer? So I saw that you do Squarespace. Mm-hmm. Why Squarespace versus Wix versus Banzoogle versus WordPress, all the different options out there? Yeah. So like I mentioned, I started just coding from scratch. So I was using Dreamweaver. So when I started, I was coding from scratch and then people would have to rely on me to make changes. So I realized very quickly that that was going to be impossible to grow and maintain a business that way. So I switched over to WordPress. And even then, WordPress is a little bit tricky if you don't know what you're doing. Um, So I would, if people would try to make their own updates and news posts, they would just not look very good. So I didn't want my name on that. So then I just was on the the hunt for something that I liked that could also be easy for somebody who's not as tech savvy and on the go to maintain. That's how I found Squarespace. Um, I know Wix and Banzoogle are also popular options, but they don't, they just don't do as much as I would like them to do as far as the ability to customize them. Um, as a website designer myself. So that's how I landed on Squarespace. Right. And so what is the deal with, I, I'm a WordPress and I did start with Dreamweaver as well. Yeah. They, taught <laughs> nice. me, they taught me that in school. So yes. yeah, my first website was ugly, ugly, <laughs> oh, ugly, yeah. ugly. Cause I did myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've always done my own kind of website and I do WordPress and I think I've just learned because that was kind of the only option right. back then is that so I would just spend hours figuring things out. And so to me, it makes sense to do WordPress. Um, but then I get it that it's a learning curve and maybe you don't want to spend your time with that. So some of these other ones are they're easier from the consumer point of view. Um, sure. I guess it's. I guess it's more expensive to maintain a website on one of those platforms. I don't think so because with WordPress, uh, I was having people, they had to have their own hosting package and their own domain. And then depending on the template they wanted, it was either free or paid. So you were kind of having three different things you needed to pay for. Uh, When you pay for Squarespace, you're actually paying for the hosting and the template structure. Um, so that's kind of like a all in one package. And then your domain name can either be bought through Squarespace or live on like GoDaddy or network solutions. So it kind of offers a keep everything in one place solution, whereas WordPress is just one part of a puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're left to figure that out. Yes. <laughs> um, so what are some mistakes that you see bands, artists, businesses making on their websites? Yes. Where do I start? <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got this list of like, all these things that I, especially Squarespace websites, when I see these things done, I immediately know that that was a DIY project. Um, and the, the first thing that I always notice, especially on Squarespace is, and I always say favicon, I don't know if that's how you actually say it. The, the little browser icon, like when you have a bunch of tabs open and you have that little icon in the tab, if that is not customized, then I know you probably did the website yourself. Um, so like for Facebook, it's the blue F or whatever. So if you are on Squarespace and you have a black box um, in your browser tab, then that's the first indicator to me that you probably did the website on your own. Right. Um, the other thing that I, like people ask me, like, how do I make my SEO better? 
Um, and then I do like a quick SEO report on them and can see that they didn't even put in uh, the SEO description of their website. <laughs> so when you don't take care of like just these basic things um, that if you're just doing your website on your own, you wouldn't know to do and that's fine. But when you ask me for advice or when I come across your website and I see these things missing, I'm like, well, you did that yourself. <laughs> yeah. And SEO is such a huge thing. It is. And, uh, you know, I try to keep up with it, but sometimes I just let things go because it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, you know, yeah. and I, I think I use the Yoast mm -hmm. uh, plugin. Um, yeah. And yes, in an ideal world for every post I make, I would have all the different metadata on the different website right. or the, the on the different photos and on the page and endless, you know, keywords and all that stuff. But sometimes I just like ugh, throw it out there. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, my main pages have, you know, the, the, the right tags and things like that. Yes. So what are some tips for musicians and actors if they were to have what how would they optimize their SEO on their websites? Sure. I mean, you kind of just mentioned this something that's really easy to do, even if you don't really know what you're doing. Um, when you upload a photo to your website, if it's just like IMG one, two, three, four, that's not going to help you. So if you give your images a file name, a file name that is meaningful, like your name or your band's name, before you put them on your website, that actually really matters. Because think about if somebody goes to Google search and they type in your name or your band name, that photo is never going to get found because it's tagged and titled IMG something something. So if it's titled your name, if you click on the maybe the Google images, that image will probably pop up for you. So it's little things like just letting Google know how to actually find you and categorize you and show you in search that you can do to help your website better get found. I have a question that something that annoys me when I'm using that uh, Yoast and it's a really good plugin for WordPress where mm -hmm. it'll tell you all the many ways that you're not doing it right. <laughs> right. And, but when it comes to like, your the key the main keyword mm -hmm. sometimes that's not a a phrase like it'll it'll come up like you you don't use that that keyword enough in your text right but say when I was doing more publicity people google music publicist Toronto music publicist Canada right. that's not really in a sentence so right because like those words are there, but there there's other words in the middle of it. Does that matter? <laughs> I, I took, cause I'm the same way with like Nashville website designer. Like I'm not going to just type that out on my website a hundred times. Cause it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, you might say that once Catherine Forbes is a Nashville website designer, blah, 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 blah. But exactly. Quit repeating it. It might not yeah. work in the, in the text. Agree. So sometimes I'll put that like, as the title of my photo, like if you put that right. as the title of the photo in that post, but yeah, that that's just, yeah, I'm right there with you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so I just ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> Can't it's get like, everything perfect. Your SEO is not perfect. I'm okay with that, <laughs> but Thank yeah, you. we do what we can, <laughs> but yeah. And also even in, not even just with your website, um, that's a pet peeve of mine of people not metadating 
their files, right. <laughs> you know, whether it's your photo, whether it's, you know, a, a music file, metadata, learn how to do it. And yes. so, yeah. And like cool. you said, like, I'm not perfect every time I upload a photo, but I am very conscious of it when I'm taking my time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so is this what you always wanted to do or you just never really knew what you wanted to do? You just wanted to be in music because you were a perform. Have you ever performed yourself? Yeah. So I, I mean, I started playing piano when I was seven and I knew by nine, age nine, I was like, yeah, music is my thing. But I, I didn't see anybody performing piano and I didn't think it was possible. I was like, either I could be a church organist or like a piano teacher. And I didn't want to do those things. So I just was like, well, I don't, I can't be a piano performer then. So I guess I'll have to figure something else out. Um, So yeah, I still play and love to play and would love to figure that out. Um, But yeah, I basically just didn't see it being done. So I didn't think it was possible. So I'm trying to rewrite that for myself now. (laughs) Yeah. There's piano players. I mean, there's definitely a lot of great, you know, I love female vocalists. So there's a lot of female vocalists that play piano as well. Do you sing or are you only musician? Just mostly the classical piano side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's finding singers, performers that want that accompaniment, I guess. Right. It is possible. I believe it. It is possible. It's just a very small world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just figuring out. And also like, you know, how bad do you want it? Because, you know, with anything in this industry, it's not an easy road. So kind of follow your passions with it. You have to be very passionate about it. Definitely. And you kind of found your niche with the websites and everything. So you also have a active Facebook group, Music Biz Besties. How did that come about? Yeah. So when I was starting designing the row, I was just at home by myself, working for myself all day and just wanted some people to bounce ideas off of. And I'd made this like little happy hour group here in Nashville with a couple of friends that I'd met through management. Um, One was like at the booking agency and record label. So I just, we all got together and would talk business, but have fun over drinks every now and then. And then I was like, well, I want a way to, to talk to them, but not email spam them all the time, but just a way that I could have a group of people where if I had an idea, I could just throw it out there and whoever felt like responding could reply and we could just support each other. We're all on this mission to grow our career. So why not just have a place where we can do that online? I really thought it would be like 30 of my Nashville music friends. So I invited them. And then the first week it turned into 300 people from across the world. And now it's almost 6,000 people. Um, So it was really just a need that I had of my own looking for feedback and encouragement and support um, has turned into this, this big thing where we can all do that for each other. And is it female only? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So female uh, musicians, performers, industry people. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, I'm a part of it and I'm always kind of poking in to see what questions people have. What is the common question that you get? that gets asked in the group? Yeah, I guess there's the one from the industry people is how do I get a job? (laughs) And then the one from the musicians is just how do I get my music heard by more people? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. That's why I kind of named my freebie, like how to attract fans, media and industry. Yep. Because (laughs) you need that to book the gigs and make money. 
And uh, yeah, it's, that took me a long time to come up with, but you know, because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's leading to like the benefits that people are after and not right. giving them what they want. Yeah. So yes. I coach artists on that. Um, yeah. So it's interesting sometimes to see what people are asking. What are some of the biggest lessons that you learned from running this group? That we all are trying to figure it out as we go along. I think it's easy to think like I'm the only one struggling or I'm the only one who doesn't know what I'm doing and making this group. I have this um, question that I ask everybody when they request to join and it's what are your current fears or struggles around growing your career right now and how can music biz besties help and everybody has something. So it's kind of just taught me like you are not alone in trying to figure this out. Nobody is. We might all have something different that we're working on, but everybody wants more. Everybody wants to be better. So how can we help each other get past that and get to the next level together? Yeah, because no matter what, at what level you are at as a performer or an industry person, you're always growing. You're always learning new things. And the industry changes so much. You have to keep up with that. And if it marketing, social media, that you know, it's is always, always changing. changing too. So you got to keep up with it. And Facebook groups are kind of a great way to do that. Um, so what's next for you? Oh, man. Um, I'm just right now really working on refining my website client process. Um, I've been doing it for four years now. So just trying to make it as streamlined and easy as possible for clients to know what I need from them and when I need it from them and just make the process as seamless as possible. <laughs> Just trying to, to make my systems better so that I can make people happier. Cool. And where can people find you online? Um, designingtheroad.com or musicbizbesties.com. And I'm either of those on pretty much all the socials. <laughs> cool. And I always ask, what is your why? Why do you do what you do? My why is really comes back to because I love music. Um, so because I love music and because I love relating to people who are in the music world as well and helping them get their music and their passion out into the world as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review it on your podcast platform like Apple or Podchaser, as it really helps to get the show discovered by more people. And again, if you want to book an appointment with me throughout March, visit dianefoy.com slash booking. Thanks for listening to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. Be sure to join the mailing list at dianefoy.com to gain access to exclusive bonus content, a weekly newsletter, and an invitation to our private Facebook group of purpose-driven performing artists and industry influencers.